In Copenhagen, you can barely hear the cars over the sounds of bicycles. A city so well connected that bikes aren't just the preferred method of transport, but by far the most efficient. Perhaps all that exercise residents are getting is why it consistently ranks as one of the happiest and most livable cities in the world. Welcome back to City in Focus from Patrizia. I'm your host, Andrew Belt. Word is out about Copenhagen's attractiveness. In fact, it's estimated that up to 9,000 more houses need to be built every year for the next 20 to 30 years to cope with the demand. For that reason, investments in Copenhagen's residential sector are resulting in strong and stable returns for our investors. Dr. Marcus Sielerbach is Patrizia's chief urban economist and leads on the coordination of Patrizia's European Living Cities Index report. The report determines which locations are the most attractive and most liquid for investors seeking a diversified European residential portfolio. So, what stands out about Copenhagen to Marcus from his research? Let's talk about Copenhagen. It's one of our top 10 cities in our Living Cities Index on a European scale. It's one of the top cities in the Nordics, close to Stockholm. And it's one of the investors' favorites over the past years. And we look at the capital flows according to residential investments across Europe. So why is Copenhagen so high on the agenda of institutional investors? And digging a little deeper into the details on which we calculate our Living Cities Index, it becomes obvious why Copenhagen is one of these cities institutional investors focus on when targeting residential in Europe and in the Nordics in particular. It's a city that not only offers attractive fundamentals, but it's also a city that has a very good connectivity. You can get to Copenhagen easily, but what's even more important in today's world, it's a city that if you get around within the city, it's less car dependent than many other European cities. It's like in the Netherlands where you see a lot of bicycles, you have very good infrastructure and the improvement on the infrastructure of the past years definitely underscore the, the ambition of Copenhagen to be really a city that is not reliant on the car and in which people can get around easily by bike, by public transport or by walking. This is one of the aspects that really makes Copenhagen stand out. In addition, it has very young, a very affluent population. It has a good educational base with universities and schools. So again, this forms a base for the city to grow in the future. And it forms a base if you're an investor that secures a tenant base that is attractive, solvent, and wants to live in the environment for a longer term. A young affluent population, great education, and again, that world-class connectivity, it's no wonder it's an investor favourite and ranks so highly on the Living Cities Index. At Patrizia, we spend a great deal of time looking at the data and research cities based on artificial intelligence. So which areas of Copenhagen particularly stand out when we look at that data? Here's PD Marcelo Cajillas, Patrizia Head of Data Intelligence. Well, if we look at the development of amenities, that means everything that we can find in Google and OpenStreetMap, I think the development of Copenhagen is quite interesting. One area that is particularly interesting for us is Frederiksberg. So Frederiksberg in the last five years has seen an increase 
in the amount of amenities that we can have access to. For example, we have more restaurants, there are more commuting options. We also see more supermarkets. We also see rising hotels or new hotels in, the, in that area. And AI is telling us that from the residential and office perspective, Frederiksberg is a, is a green area. It's a very interesting location. If we look into other parts of the city of Copenhagen, I think uh, worth mentioning is Ostebro at the coast in the northern part of the city. Here, the data is communicating us that in comparison to the entire city of Copenhagen, well, Ostebro is seeing, let's say, a very positive development in terms of amenities. So it's a very green, a very interesting area, as well as Islev of or Hussein. So these two locations are in our map or AI is signaling that new amenities are arising there and we can observe a positive development. If we go to the office part of Copenhagen, of course, next to the CBD, we observe Margarete Hall at the coast. So this is a new area that is arising today and the data is communicating to us that in comparison to the CBD, well, we can expect in Margarete Hall new developments in terms of amenities. There are new bus stations, there are new restaurants, there are new options for tenants to access or to have access to amenities. And particularly um, interesting is also Sluse Holmen in the southern part of the city. So Sluse Holmen is also, from the AI perspective, interesting to look at. And I think overall, AI is confirming the five fingers development plan of the city of, of Copenhagen, which is, let's say, the corridors of growth and, and the developments across five main paths or let's say, or access points to the city. And we observe a, a strong concentration of amenities in these five fingers. Marcus and Marcelo have set the stage with a brilliant overview of Copenhagen. Let's now dig into the details a little further and invite Patrizia's Head of Country and Head of Asset Management for Denmark, Anders Klingbeil, and Patrizia Associate Director Transactions, Michael Finbo, to share what it's like to invest in and manage properties in the city. From a country perspective, I think we have very good economy, very strong projection of economic growth with low employment rates and, and so on. So the fundamentals of, of Denmark so, uh, as an investment destination is very good. And one of the things that we often see that people underestimate is the fact that Denmark, uh, despite having its own currency, actually is, is pegged to the euro. So that also ensures uh, stability. And from a, from a, let's say, more of a hands-on perspective, the, the residential market is, is highly competitive and, and easy to understand. And the tenant base is very strong. We have a, a high and very well-developed rentership base with approximately 40% of all Danes living in rented homes. Final point is, is probably that we have a very competitive and some of the cheapest debt in, in Europe. So Patricia have had his local presence and an office in Copenhagen since 2012 and over time Patricia has established its name as a trusted and professional real estate player in the, uh, the Danish market as well. It has been done through some many investment deals over the last plus 10 years we have been in Denmark and Copenhagen. Patricia has acted with a high moral integrity that has provided the trust from uh, our partners and stakeholders in, uh, in the industry. One key priority for us here, Patricia, is that a good professional relationship with all stakeholders is, is a key priority to, for Patricia here to, to uphold. It's one of those areas where we do not compromise. And Michael, can you tell us about Patricia's investments in Copenhagen? 
in end 2021, we bought a student housing portfolio, which is predominantly Copenhagen, but also has a, a single asset in, in almost the second uh, biggest city in Denmark. And it was acquired under the brand Blickhooks, which we're also now operating. One of the very interesting things about the student housing market in Denmark and especially in, in Copenhagen is that overall we have a lack of supply because you had very you had a, a priority from the municipality of Copenhagen that you wanted the city to develop in a I think their general idea was that most people that live in Copenhagen will actually be families. So you had a restriction on uh, what you're allowed to build. So 75% of all units needed to be uh, 95 square meters or larger, meaning that you have a, a large proportion of what has been built over the last 10, 15 years, which were targeting families. But it kind of ignored the, the main demographic in Copenhagen, where you have uh, 70% of everyone living in Copenhagen are single, and 25% are living in joint homes or shared homes with people that are not their spouse, meaning that there is a overall lack of small units, and that goes for not only students, but also smaller uh, micro-living units. And especially for students, if we, when we looked at this opportunity the first time, we looked a, a lot on, on the student-to-bed uh, ratio or student-to-student uh, -student housing ratio, which sits at 15%. So there's a, a big and structural undersupply of, of flexible units for students and also in general for for micro-living units. So I think that's that's one of the portfolios. At the time we bought it, it was the biggest student housing portfolio in Denmark to ever transact. So I think that was definitely an interesting market and an interesting portfolio, which will do very well over the next many years. And what future investment opportunities is Patrizia looking at in Copenhagen? If we look at the investment environment going forward in, in and around Copenhagen and, and in Aarhus, we will remain active and I think uh, everything that has to do with the operational side of, of residential in, in Copenhagen and Aarhus is still very strong. We have, as mentioned, we have a strong uh, macro story in Denmark. We have strong amortization trends in and around Copenhagen. And as also mentioned, there will be a definite increased need for these smaller units. So I think that's that's where we, one of the focus points for us in, in the transaction space will be looking at, at units where we can can kind of take advantage of that uh, structural gap between supply and demand. And generally, I just I see it going from operational from strength to strength. Bayern is a development company with a major presence in the city of Copenhagen, tasked with ensuring it's a great city to live and work in. They focus on creating coherent and well-functioning urban neighbourhoods like Urestad and Nordhaven, and are also responsible for the port of Copenhagen. As an organisation shaping the city's future, who better to help us understand the historical development of the city and where it's heading in the future? We have the pleasure of speaking to Bayernhaven CEO, Anna Skopra. The urban landscape of Copenhagen has changed quite dramatically, actually, uh, during the last if you say 30 years. So big investments um, made in public infrastructure, metro lines, and also a strong focus on new urban development and focusing on that this needs to be urban development and, and investments focused on the future and future challenges in order to ensure you know, the, that the livability of the city, but also that you can actually attract 
the workforce of the future. Uh, and at the same time, actually quite big investments in, in urban renewal in the existing city. So it was a um, strategy focused on, on doing both, improving the existing city, but also enhancing new possibilities for investments in new districts and uh, ensuring that that will be, you know, for the benefit of, of Copenhagen and, and the capital city in the future. And that has been a big success. So now it's a city that is quite well off. For somebody who's never visited the city, what are the unique characteristics of the urban landscape? Are there any standout features which would be really apparent if you were to visit the city for the first time? I think the fact that, uh, although it sounds a bit, you know, it's been said many times, but I know people will say that when they come here for the first time, because I've experienced that, that it's a livable city. You can live and work in the city of Copenhagen also when you have children. And that is different from other places. So there's been a strong focus on on ensuring that that is possible. So there's sort of a, a sense and also a vibe in the city that it's possible to live here and, and have your children here. I myself live in the city centre, have four children, and we have a strong welfare system. So, so you can sort of have a, a career and at the same time have a family life. You can swim in the harbour, it's clean. So, you know, on environmental issues, sustainability issues, we score on a high level. And that's important for a lot of the Copenhageners who live there, but also in the people who move to Copenhagen. And yeah, obviously part of that being the fact that it is so well connected. It's free of cars, people ride bicycles everywhere. So how has it managed to do that and become so well connected? Has it been a process of getting to this point? I mean, we have had a culture on bicycling, but we have also done big investments in bicycle lanes, basically. Some countries also only invest in, in highways. <laughs> we have sort of also invested in, in, in bicycle highways and, and then also in metro lines. So there's been a lot of investments uh, in, in actually ensuring that there's a sustainable mode of transport uh, in, in the city. And are there any buildings or infrastructure that are standout features on the skyline of Copenhagen? No. And I think that's actually important because, I mean, we are actually proud of the fact that it's more the urban landscape. You know, the urban spaces and the culture that stands out. And then maybe the fact that you can swim in the harbour. So, you know, we're not that much into icon architecture. We're more into, you know, this is a city and this is the, the sense of feeling and culture we would like to promote. So I won't point out to any, you know, singular building because we can't. It's not, it's not what we do. <laughs> and, and honestly, in the company where I'm, I'm the CEO, that's also, we're actually very happy to say that, you know, in the urban areas we develop, we are very focused on the fact ensuring that it's, it's urban districts. It's not, you know, standalone architecture. It's an urban district and we would like to promote quality related to the whole of the district. Are there any major projects ongoing at the moment? Has Bayernhaven got any of their own? Yeah, we have. We have a lot of uh, new uh, urban districts uh, coming along where we do investments, typically together with some uh, pension funds, which are some of the big investors in, in, in Copenhagen. And uh, so we have, uh, a, a, at, a, at the moment, also projects where there's a strong focus on uh, sustainability. So uh, new urban districts 
totally built in wood. Also new areas where we do uh, redevelopment of the, of the harbour, where there's a strong focus on sustainability as well, but also that you can still sense that it's a harbour. And uh, there's a lot of attractivity connected to the fact that that you can swim in the harbour of Copenhagen. So we, when we do new urban districts along the harbour, we ensure that there's a lot of uh, you know recreational facilities. So that is definitely some of our focus areas uh, at the moment. So if you were to look another 30 years in the future at Copenhagen, how do you feel the city will have evolved? Well, pretty much the, the changes in these years, you know, uh, is actually that we are, uh, what you could call, refining the way we, we, we do urban development and, and the investments and the, also the partnerships we have with private funds in relation to, to these, and especially in the direction of, of even a higher level of sustainability. So when we look into, you know, to, to a carbon neutral future, what we are aiming at is, is to ensure that we can find the partners and the plans and strategy so we can achieve those goals. And that will be the important part of the future uh, at the moment. So how does all this hard work pay off? What's it actually like for the residents living in the city? Does it match up to its status as both one of the happiest and one of the most livable cities in the world? Emma Rism Nielsen has been a resident of the city now for seven years. First of all, it's a beautiful city with a lot of culture and a lot of history. There is a lot to do. There is a lot of museums, there is a lot of art galleries. And what I enjoy very much is it's so easy to get around. You know, we bike a lot in Copenhagen. So I like that it's possible to go almost wherever you want on a bike. And it's also faster in a lot of ways to, to go with the bike than taking the car. So either, yeah, if it's going to work, going to a meeting, doing shopping, it's almost everybody always have their, their bike with them. And then it's just put on a, a raincoat and then um, you all said it is um, very close to, to the sea. Also, we have the Nyhavn, it's called in Danish, uh, where there's a lot of old buildings in different colors. And there you can also sail around the canals. You have the Obra House. I think that is a very good scene. And there you can also get all the Danish typical food. And so I think that's, and I think also it's an area where there's a different, you can maybe say districts. So you have the inner city, which is good for, like there is always busy. And there's, this is where most of the restaurants are and a lot of the, um, the offices as well. But then you also have the meat district, which is more hipped. And then uh, you have um, two different areas called Plexpad, Istanbul, which is more families and is more koshi and posh. And I think that's quite nice that all these areas are within, what, five kilometers? And it's all like has its own little life. And I think that's quite cool. So I moved to Copenhagen seven years ago to study at Copenhagen Business School. Also a great city to, to study in. There is a lot of activities. And it's also, of course, there's a lot of the big firms also in Copenhagen, why I decided to stay afterwards. And of course, also a lot of my friends and family live close by as well. So um, for the moment now, I couldn't see myself moving uh, out of the city. There's um, too much to do and uh, yeah, it makes me happy to live here. 
well-connected, rich with culture, and beautiful districts for all moods and people. Copenhagen really is the perfect city to make your next investment. Thanks to our guests, and thank you for listening to the City in Focus podcast from Patrizia. We look forward to sharing more insights into European cities in the future. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to head over to our website, patrizia.ag, and specifically the Patrizia City Pulse microsite, citypulse.patrizia.ag, to find out more. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.